Dimitri. Manny, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? Coach D, you're in the house. I'm in the house again. Second you're in the time, TCL baby. studio, man. This is the new studio. Second, third. Third. This is the third time we're doing shows together, man. There was the very first one where I met you and we were at Pure. Right, and right, we right, right, right. Then we and came here. Then we did that whole age group, which people really respected quite a bit. And, yep. and I told you right off the bat that they were all listening to the 60s and older. They were yeah. all trying to figure out where we're all headed. Yeah, I had a bunch of people follow up with me and, you know, tell me they learned a lot. That's awesome, good. man. So welcome. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, and now man. today we're going to do a bunch more shows. I'm pumped, man. I want to give people the... the I, uh, not only just ideas, but I want to give them motivation, education, and inspiration. And I find it very ironic that we're doing this on Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. <laughs> Before people go and smash all the food and drink their faces Listen, off. Listen, eat all the food you can, but also remember, you know, come after the weekend, you got to kind of civilize, get back yeah. to reality or something. Well, if they can learn some stuff from the show today and they can keep it as lifestyle, for me, whether it's Christmas holidays doesn't matter where i go i know i'm gonna eat a bit more drink a bit more but then boom back to routine again moderation that's all it you is. can't be doing you know 80 20 where 80 percent of the time it's horrible do what you want and then 20 percent time you're trying to fix it it's the wrong way to live so we got a series of shows that we're going to do first one we're going to talk about i want to talk about coaching i want to talk about mentoring i want to yep. talk about our bodies i want to talk about our muscle groups i want to talk about routines i want to talk about like all that proper stuff that you should know about and a lot of people probably don't know about, to be 100%. honest. 100%. You tell me. I mean, you see more people and you discuss a lot more with a lot more people than I do. But I'm just assuming. I mean, basically, I've been, I guess I've been conscious of my body and mind ever since, I would say, my late teens. And then I started noticing and the grandeur, those those amazing 20s. You know what I mean? How we those were supermen and women. Eat whatever you want, man. I know. You can eat whatever you want. You can exercise all you want. You saw huge gains by a blink of an eye. That then it started changing in your 30s. Sure, your 40s, you get married, you get a family, a business, you work, <laughs> you got responsibilities, you got to pay bills. You can't be in the gym two, three hours a day. You can't be, you know, relaxing at home and life kicks in. I, so, all right, let's 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 get the ball rolling. How I, think, I think the order in terms of, of how we're going to put this through is excellent because first and foremost, when it comes to anything in life that you want to do, you need someone to guide you. You know, think of our lifestyles. We, we go from kindergarten, we go to school, we learn from teachers. Then from there, we go to either a high school, we do a co-op, we go learn again. Then we go, then there's structure, the system has put us into places, you got to go to school, you got to go to university. But then when it comes to your body and your when, health. When you're on your own. Yeah, there's nothing that says, this is the way to do it. Yeah. If they only, in, in the school systems, taught us, okay, from grade six, whatever, this is your body, this is carbs, this is protein, this is how you should eat. If they made it more involved, I think the whole society would be in, involved. But first and foremost, you need, you need, if you can tell yourself this, A, do I, do I accept the fact that I have a problem? Some people will say, I'm overweight, you know, I wanna get bigger, muscular, I have a blood pressure problem, I got a knee issue. If they can't accept that they have a problem, they're never gonna get better. Because A, you need to accept that you have a problem. B, you need to say, can you have to acknowledge, can I do it by myself? And when you keep struggling and telling yourself, I'm going to do it myself, I'm going to save money, I'm going to read a book. If you keep trying to do things by yourself, you're only going to get results that you know. There's only a small percentage of the population that can do it by themselves, it's, motivate themse themselves. But the majority of us need a helping push. I would say 80% of the population needs not only a push, but guidance. Yes. Because there's some people that will get a book, start learning. Like if I was to come into your trade, I'm lost. 
course. I cannot, like I was asking you how you built this wall. But if you also approach the wrong person, right. they'll either make you even further lost further. or guide you on a path. But if I paid you yes. 3000 and I said, listen, I want to learn to do this trade. And I met with you for an hour, three times a week. I'm going to train you. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to discuss everything about you. And we're time, you're, you're, you're time collapsing. So I'm paying you to time collapse a year of knowledge into three, six months. Yeah. So that's really important. Um, so how do we get men and women to acknowledge first that there's a problem? They have to, like, deep down inside, um, I, I always tell them the mirror is the first place. I was just going to say that I think the older we get... The mirror, man. The fewer times we actually physically look at ourselves yep. naked. Just yep. like, listen, stop, take a break, yep. and look at yourself in the na- and, and then realize, hang on, I'm not 20 anymore. That's right. I, I'm not physically in my prime anymore. And then they, they kind of... Don't see it, so they get dressed really quick, throw on the pants, throw on the jogging pants, throw on the baggy shirt, and then I go, I look all right. I look okay. Yep. But you're not. And if you can't, the mirror is beautiful because not only does the mirror remind you of, okay, this is your body, and it's the way it is because of the priorities and choices you've taken. You don't just bulk up and gain body fat for no reason. There's reasons why. But also the the mirror is, is a place where you can look at and say, can I look at myself for five minutes can I be quiet? Can I look at myself and find out, am I happy? If I'm not happy, why am I not happy? I have to start finding out reasons to seek my happiness. And, and my tattoo says happiness is a decision here. Nice. I got this during COVID to get me through the rough times. But if people are not happy, they need to make a bloody decision. And that's where coaching comes in. That's where you say, okay, listen, I'm busy. I'm a parent. I'm a business owner. I've, I've, even if I'm injured, I'm in a wheelchair. I want to lose weight. I need a coach. So if you don't make that decision, tell yourself, I got to step forward. That's the third A. One is accept. Um, can you do this? One is acknowledging you have a problem. Two, can you do it on your own? Three is advancing, accepting some help. So if you don't look for a coach to get better, the reason why people don't get coaches is because of their egos. Oh, hundred percent. And, and it's, it's, they don't it, like the fact of someone telling them that there's something wrong with them physically and mentally. 100%. They don't want to hear it. 100%. And yeah. yesterday I had a gentleman who's 68 years old, came in with a buddy of his to work out abdominal obesity, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, um, insulin resistance. He basically has a metabolic syndrome. And he decided to not even show up to his eight o'clock trial class today. And he sent me a text saying, I'm too old. I don't think it's right for me. That's how he was. Yeah, man. And this is like a guy that how I'm old tell- is he? 68. Like, buddy, you're going to, you're going to have a heart attack. So why next- is it that I'm seeing hundred year olds talking about that? They climb mountains and they did this and they did it. Because like they, they lived a lifestyle that was conducive to eating healthy, you know, taking care of your body. But when you don't, it's like an athlete that that's not an athlete that wants to become one. You got to get to the point where you say, you know what? I need help. Yeah. And I think the first thing is people need to look in the mirror and say, you know what? Do I like what I see? Yes or no? Do I like how I feel? Because it's not only about how you look. That's, you can be a little bit great. overweight, but feel confident, feel amazing. Um, I went to the U.S. Uh, recently, and I saw a bunch of people that were overweight. And some people were, some women were sporting outfits. that I'm like, you should not be wearing that. But they're confident. <laughs> they're confident in themselves. So if, if you're not happy with where you are, you search to get a coach and a mentor. Because... They're going to keep you accountable. I got a coach when it comes to my business. I've had coaches when it came to my training. Um, and a coach's job, I, I put down um, 
I got a slideshow that we can we can jump into right now. Yeah, here. we're gonna jump back and forth into a lot of points that you brought up. Which yeah, is really but great. accountability system. If you can, if you check out the screen here, um, twelve accountability guardrails that are must. One support system. If you have a coach, you're gonna have support from someone that's gonna be following up with you and keeping you motivated when you're not there, right? Two, you you can set phone reminders for yourself, or they will give you reminders of when you have check-in spots. If you right now don't have the funds to get a coach and you want to get a coach, or you're like, you know what, I can't afford one, doing small things to yourself to keep you accountable as if you had a coach. Setting your phone reminder every three to four hours, telling you you're beautiful, you're not overweight. You can do this. You're confident. Small things like this is what I tell clients to do to keep themselves in line. I like that. Tracking exercise. If you have a mentor that's going to give you a program to follow, you can follow something that's structured. But if you don't, writing down what you're doing in a planner. You want to quit smoking? Get a bloody calendar and put down a sad face every time you had a cigarette and put a happy face every time you did it. And if you look at your calendar from a distance in a month, and there's 30 days, and you see a bunch of sad faces, you know that you're not keeping yourself accountable. Versus if you look and see out of seven days, five happy, two sad. The next week, four happy, two sad. You can see your progress. Pre-booking workouts. Now, a coach is going to say to you, you're paying for my time. You're going to show up Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and this is the workout. Or whether it's an online coach, like with my online coaching program, I give clients programs in the app and they have to press that button to click that they've done the workout. And I tell them, listen, you're in Brazil, you're in the UK, you're in the US, I'm in Canada. You can lie to me and just say you did it. But at the end of the day, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. So making sure that you, you, you're pre-booking workouts to track them, um, being prepared, carrying food with you. A coach is going to tell you what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, how much. And then when you're stuck, having someone to go to is the most important thing because you can teach me how to do something in a trade. But if I'm making a mistake and I'm like, Manny, I'm, I, I, I put this, you know, this wire in here and it's coming out wrong. You can ask me two or three troubleshooting questions and then you can tell me what to do to move forward. Yeah. Okay. And then when it comes to foods, having someone, I put here pre-packed snack. Um, I even brought you some snacks today. I brought you some. Oh, no, today. that's amazing. So, and I, and I totally agree with you is that, and we're going to do a whole show just on food. Yeah, man. We're going to talk about food because food is really important. And you get a lot of people saying, how do you have the time to plan all your meals, prep all your meals, get all this stuff and get it all ready. I did some last night and uh, did some this morning. You got to have, you got to make the time. No different than if you want to commit to any, if you want to learn a new language, you have to commit to time. You have to commit, you the commit time. to it, man. That's it. So it's, it's funny that you bring all this up. The accountability is great. And I mean, recently I started getting back into, cause I started noticing I'm getting older and I'm getting tired and all of a sudden I'm not, it's harder to work out. And I finally got back into it. And all of a sudden that first day on the spinner and I'm doing a spinning and I was struggling to get to seven minutes. Right. I'm burning through 30 minutes, no problem now. Nice. But I was struggling. Like I put the timer on the clock and I was like seven minutes. Let me get seven minutes. you did minutes this on done. your own? I did it on my own. I was just saying, back in my head, I was just like, just do it. But I was literally checking the clock every minute to get the seven minutes and I was right. struggling. But then all of a sudden after two weeks, I was adding a minute every day. See, Eight the, minutes, here's the thing minutes. though. You somehow, somewhere inside you found the drive to do it. The mirror started it. The mirror. I'm telling you, you that right now. The mirror started. I wake started. up. I have a mirror on the back of my closet door. Nice. You open up the closet door. You have a full length mirror there. Yep. You're butt ass naked and you yep. look at yourself and this is not me. Right. This is not me. 100%. We're That's not, it. We're not born that way, right? No. So I wanted to change me. So then that mirror went to the seven minutes. That seven minutes went to 30 minutes. And now I'm in a routine. 
So right. now you got to, then you start working on the food. You start working on routines. You start working on a bunch of other stuff. And, and to kind of almost slide off the end of this part, the main part of a coach is not telling you what to do, but it's telling you what to do when you're stuck. So that's, that's the people that they don't get. They're paying for a trainer. Why should I pay for you to get an app from you and follow your program? You know, isn't it better for you to be in person? I'm like, you're in another part of the world. I'm going to give you what to do in the instructions. But when you're stuck, you reach out to me. When you're at a wedding, when you're at a function and you want to eat something and there's three different choices you know what to do, you record it, you send me a video, I tell you what to do. When you're stuck and you've been doing this for three months now, you can do the spinning for the next month and a half. After a month and a half, if you continue to only do spinning, your body adapts. Exactly. You have to change it. And then without having someone say, okay, watch this. Instead of you changing, like if I was your coach, if instead of you changing your whole routine, going from spinning to weights and to do free weights, I would just say, before you do your spinning, you're going to do five minutes of core, seven minutes of spinning, five minutes of core, eight minutes of spinning. Yeah. And just that little tweak would yeah. cause a big change in your body, your central nervous system. Your body's going to go from core training to cardiovascular training. So if you never would have thought of that on your own, you would have continued to just push yourself half an hour, 45 minutes. You would not minutes. have seen the gains. You would not have changed. And then if you don't change, you get pissed and you're like, you know what? Screw it. It's not working. I want to go back to the stuck part, how you got a good point about a lot of people talk about, well, I, I need you. I need you in front of me. I need you to be talking to me, right? I go, not necessarily. What you need is you need Coach D's voice in your head. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. Because if you keep telling yourself that you need you it physically in front of me and I got to get to the gym and I got to do the work, then, then what guess what? When, there? when there's a rainstorm, when yeah. there's a snowstorm, when there's traffic, you're just going to come up with excuses after excuses to not get to what you have to get to. So all you really need is your voice telling that person you need to get this done. My original coach when I first started, when I was 21 for my first show, Chris Simpson, I would literally call him and say, hey, man, uh, I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. He's like, why? I'm going to a party and everyone's drinking, having pizza. What do I do? He's like, did you seriously call me to ask me that question? I'm <laughs> like, yeah. He would hang up. <laughs> so I would know, okay, I called him for a dumb question. Now, he was a little bit more hardcore, but if you have someone to just give you guidance, you need to be the man or the woman to live up to yourself to make that first step. And when you can do it, without having someone hold your hand physically, you start developing the confidence. And then that builds up onto things, right? Another thing that I give people for accountability, like let's say right now you got three kids, one of them's sick, you're sharing a car, your husband's ill, you don't have the finances to have a coach, you can't hire a personal trainer, got it. If we're gonna go back to the accountability guardrails here, and um, what I mean by guardrails are is, we need to set up guardrails to keep us in bloody lane because even now I'm married and I can easily say, okay, I'm going to go to a stag or a wedding or somewhere with my buddies. And if I don't have a guardrail in my head saying, listen, you know you, who you are, you know your core identity, you know your, what you, you live by and you stand by and you remind yourself these things, they're important because there's some guys that go out there, they'll go to an event, they'll see a woman, they'll see something and they just lose themselves. They get drunk. They start doing this. They do something they regret. And then it's like, what happened to my marriage? Well, you had no guardrails. So one set cell phone reminder guardrails, okay? A lot of people forget to bloody eat. So one of the reminders here I said is, it's 6 p.m., no more sugar or carbs. How hard is it to put in your bloody phone every night at 6, 
Hey, Manny, you're amazing. You don't need cigarettes or sugar. You can do it. Boom. You save it. Every night at six when you're bored with your buddies, it's private. It's going to pop up. You're going to look at it. Shit, man, I was about to have pasta right now. You know what? I'm not going to do it. So small reminders like that or even the pre-bed uh, alarm at 1030, right? If I could have the best day possible, the best way for me to wind out my evening is by 10 to be done whatever I'm doing, sit down with my boy, read to him because he's nine, or sit down and read. And if 10.30, I can be lights out and wake up at five, oh, it's my, my dream day. But a lot of people, including me, that are workaholics, will start working late, 10, 11, 12. Then they're like, shit, I gotta wake up at six. So if you can preset an alarm clock to keep using a guardrail without having a coach, it can remind you to shut off and go to bed. Taking just, just a note on sugars and carbs, yeah. you get a lot of people that play that game. Is there sugar in here? Is this a carb? If you got to ask those questions, get a coach, man. That. That's the number one thing. Like get a coach. It's, it's so important yeah. because you should not be exper If you want to experiment with, okay, I'm going to do jogging for 10 minutes every morning or skipping, go ahead. But when it's about food or it's about medicine or it's about, you know, medication supplements, get someone to give you the advice to buy you that time. Yeah. Okay. Three more, four more things to do is take pictures of your meals and your food prep. Reason being is if you're not getting results for two weeks and you have track record and you can show anybody, if I, if Angelina right now said to me, hey, I need help. Okay, perfect. I've taken a picture of all my meals for the last two weeks. I could just simply look at her pictures and skim through and I would know exactly what to tell her to change her, her nutrition. And okay. these aren't Instagram restaurant pictures. That these are posting. just whatever you make at home. <laughs> Even if it's like whatever you buy at, at, at home and, and you're making your meal. Um, create self-inspiration. One of my clients that was struggling with motivation, she came to the gym, she had a coach, she had classes. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name. She'll know when she hears this. But I told her, take sticky notes and put them all over your bloody mirror in your bathroom. Take a jar and one day just sit there and write down 15 reasons why you should not eat the bad foods you are or write down positive, positive affirmations and then leave them there right in the middle of your living room. And when you feel like shit, or you're bored, open one. Because a lot of people, when they're bored, they go eat chips. Yep. They're bored at nighttime, they go have a cigarette, they go have a drink. You open it up, and whatever pops out, you'll be like, I wrote that. And it'll remind you, these are guardrails of accountability. Um, share your success. This is where having a coach will help out, because a coach is going to ask you each week, what did you do this week? Tell me two good things, tell me two bad things you got. And if you don't have no one to tell your good things, you're never going to get better. So if, if, if you are not able to share the success of your, your podcast, the viewers, the growth, the different people you've had, and it was so private, you cannot be successful when things are private. You may lose your first 10 pounds, you may hit 15. But if it's so private and you're not letting people know, you're not going to be able to excel. Because if I tell you right now, and you're my coach. Hey, I just lost my first 20. I got 40 more to go. And the coach says, why don't you put a post out? Why don't you send the picture out saying, so happy that I've lost 20 pounds. If I do that, it's going to put fire under my ass to continue moving forward. And the whole part of having a coach and a mentor is to keep you motivated. I find the sharing part that it's automatically going to happen. People are going to notice it based on when you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and you're doing better and you're working, you're exercising, you're eating better. So you're starting to wear clothing that you haven't worn in a long time. So you're starting to look and feel and stand better. People and will take notice of it. hundred percent. But 
if you go the next step, especially I'm talking about personality types that are, are in, uh, introverted. Okay? Yeah. I'm an extrovert. If I gain five pounds, I tell the whole world. I'll put on everything, <laughs> Instagram. But the, for the person who's quiet, who just lost 20 pounds, that's massive. They want that, yeah. They need to be able to tell people. So if you don't want to go on, on social media, tell your family. Make a big poster. I lost 20 pounds from here to here. Put it in a wall so you can see that every day. Because if you don't tell someone, if you don't talk about it, subconsciously, you'll slowly go back to the past. And when you speak about it, people are like, hey, how's that program going? Are you still on it? And then you have to do better. I'm noticing it. I'm looking yes. at it. You look better. And then lastly, yeah. like if, if people want, if they can hire a coach or if they hire, the coach is always going to say, plan your meals, plan your cheat meals if even. When was the last time, be honest, when was the last time you or even you planned and said on Saturday, I'm going to go to Dairy Queen or I'm going to go to... No, I don't do that. I, I... And that's the problem is if people would look at their week, okay, it's, go back into a calendar. And this is what a coach does. And you got a big square and you got, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Every Saturday at lunch, I'm going to smash a nice cheat meal. One's going to be, okay, I like Dairy Queen Sundays. Okay. The next one's going to be a Panzerato. The next one's going to be... So I don't know. What, why are you asking people to do that? Because I need them to understand that the goal or the little reward will be there. You just got to work to get it. And during that previous time, you can't divulge and go back and forth. You can't say, okay, don't cheat the week, cheat the day, and that's it. Yeah, or, or cheat the meal. But also, like, be able to tell yourself, okay, if my, if my, my, my bad thing is dill pickle chips, <laughs> put a bag over here, I'm going to smash them. <laughs> but if I'm dieting and competing like when I was, I would put down on the date I'm going to have it, and then mentally, because some people need structure, they need to say, okay, it's Wednesday. I have a craving for chips. Well, I, I know Saturday I'm going to have it. So why am I going to screw it up right now? I'm going to wait till Saturday. And by the time you get there, you develop this wave, this tsunami of confidence and motivation that A, you can say, screw you. I don't even want it no more because I'm badass. Or B, you can have it and then say, this is great. I'm actually getting results and I'm cheating. We have a client, Sean, Sean Ziegelstein, if he's listening, what's up, buddy? Every Saturday, he would go to yogurt teas or there's a, there's a place that has like chocolate ice creams and stuff and he would go get a nice gelato every Saturday with nuts on top and, and he would tell everyone and they're like, but you lost like 48 pounds. Yeah, no problem. I had chocolate every week. Like, but how is that possible? Well, I set up my plan. I set up the day and I make it happen. So when it comes to coaching and accountability, I think those are one of the biggest Is things. The idea with the cheat meal that you, you start scheduling everything, you work harder to get to that day, yep. you achieve it, so you consume it, yep. but it doesn't really affect your not ultimate all, goal. Not at all. Then you do another week and you, you smash it again, you do a lot more work, you yep. get, and then you tell yourself again, I'm going to do that day. Because that, eventually you're going to wean off of that cheat day and you're not going to be... It's because you're, you have the ability to... It's delayed control. gratification, man. Delayed gratification is so important. Yeah. And, and some of the most successful people are able to... The three traits of the most successful people in the world is A, they have a, a mindset of they are more superior. And this is coming from Alex Harmozy, Tom Bilyeu, all the, you know, Ed Milet. A is they have the mindset of I'm, I'm a little bit better than people. I'm stronger. I can accomplish more. I have more. B, they're able to self-focus. This is where I struggle, where they can focus on specific tasks and they don't get distracted. And then C, they have a big power of delayed gratification. Someone can work like a dog. Like when I started my business and I was doing in-home training, 
I was working like a dog the worst hours of the day, carrying a stability ball in the rain and carrying a suitcase luggage downtown and people would laugh at me, and, but I had delayed gratification. So if you can have that, because the coach is going to tell you, the coach is going to set you up for that. Yeah. But if you don't have that coach, you need delayed gratification. And when it comes to cheat meals, if you can tell yourself, I'm going to wait till Saturday or I'm going to give yourself drink tickets. Imagine there's one of my clients, Frankie. He's probably going to hear this. He's going to smile. He used to like to have wine with his business meetings. And, you know, successful guy. He owns multiple companies, goes to lunches every day. These guys are ordering a bottle, two bottles every day at lunch. So what about dinner time? I said, listen, bro, you got seven imaginary drink tickets. You can smash seven in one shot. You can smash one a day. You can have three and three. And that little mindset helped him not, well, it's lunchtime, it's Wednesday, I'm not going to have one today. Why? It's not even, no reason. What's the special occasion? Nothing. Skip it. So we need to have that ability. And without a coach, without a mentor, without structured guideline to help you, it's going to be tough. So I got one big question to ask about accountability. And it's human nature for other humans that can't do this mm -hmm. to dig at the one that's trying to do it. You mean dig at negatively, like put them down? Sure, because this goes back to the prehistoric days of how we are. We're yeah. competitive. Yeah. It's not so they're like, seeing you changing. They're seeing that you drop the pounds in your yep. shape and you're getting back into those outfits that you haven't in, in a while. You're, look, you're excited about going away. You're excited about an event that's coming up. You're eating healthier. You feel better. You look better. And then they'll say, why? Come on. What do you mean? Let's go have this. Yeah. Come on. You think yeah. you're going to do how this? How do you treat that? How do you, without beating them up, how do you like handle that? I tell clients and people to use that as your biggest fuel. That growing up... Uh, dysfunctional family, no father. I had no one to help me when it came to sports. And I did very well with all the sports I, I, I went to. And a lot of the times, and when I first got into bodybuilding, even one of my best friends would almost ridicule me and say, where are you going, bro? You're not going to win. Come on, you're natural. Where are you going? You can't do it. And the more I heard that, because I never had the support from home. My mom was, you know, working two jobs, going to school. I would just eat that and eat it and eat it. And I used it as a fuel. And this is the difference between some people who have strong mindsets and weak. When you don't have a strong mindset, you will take that and you will let that beat you up. And this is where if you don't have a coach say to you, hey, Manny, what the hell's wrong with you? It's Friday. You're supposed to call me. Oh, I'm not. I'm in a bad mood. Get out of your funk, buddy. Let's go. That's why I tell people, if you would have been able to do it already, you would have done it. So don't give me your bullshit excuse about you want to go do cardio, you're going to start cutting out your carbs. If you want something, make a decision. Take action and move forward. The most successful people, even Bedros Koulian says, make fast decisions. And if you screw up, who cares? You, you, you bought a coach, spent $2,000, you got no results? Okay, well, you learned. Now, the next time you find a coach, you can find out what was good and what was bad. But if you make the decision quickly and you, and you track what's happening as you go through, the results are going to be there. Let's move on. I want to talk about the body now. Muscle Beautiful groups. body, man. Yeah. I, I want to talk about muscle groups and, and what we should be focusing on those proper techniques regarding the muscle groups themselves. Like, I mean, back in my day, when we're back in our 20s, we're like arm day, leg day, yeah. you know, back day, That's chest the problem day. with when it comes to a man. That's not the 40. way it is anymore, right? Yeah, man, it's challenging. Yeah. Um, the era of fitness and how fitness moved was weird. Fitness is a very young industry. 1920s is when like, you know, yeah. fitness started kicking in. That's yeah. not far, right? 
So it but, went, but mainstream didn't really adopt it or pay no, attention. No, mainstream to it kicked until, in around the seventies. Yeah, Arnold so, era, exactly. Yeah. There was like the they made. There's I have some images in my laptop. They had these com, these contractions that would you know they show women on it and they're these little these little oh, they, these yeah, bands I and know, I know. they're stepping on these things. And then fitness got into those those jazzercise videos. You know the eight or the sixties seventies twenty minute workout yeah. here in Toronto, man. I which, remember watching those things with the yeah, funky socks. Yeah, and then came. Beautiful Arnold. Then came the era of the meatheads, the mecca of bodybuilding. Thank God for those guys because they took they took training from an aspect of a beautiful art, from symmetry and you know how you can change the human body to bringing it mainstream. Then you go, you fast forward a little bit more. Then core training came out: Bosu ball, stability balls, Taibo, you know, kickboxing. Then thank God for CrossFit. In I think 2009, that's where, you know, functional training came in. That's where they took, Greg Glassman came in and brought in, you know, Olympic lifting, metabolic conditioning, high-intensity cardio, rowing, jumping, running, battle rope, and then gymnastics or body weight. So when you fuse those together, you have what's called cross-training. So now we're into the area of functional training. And if you look at the screen here, like... The evolution from the 80s to the 2000s and more is all going to go down to these functional primal patterns. And if you cannot, if these exercises are not in your routine, forget you losing body fat, forget you getting big guns, increased testosterone, your skeleton will have dysfunction. I love that you've got squat and lunge, number one and two. Yeah, man, because you go from bottom up. Well, Biggest muscle groups. Biggest muscle groups. Also, your thighs are are the part that support your body. Yes. If you're not trained, there's so many guys out there that don't train their legs and they train upper body and I laugh at them because they're leaving 80% of the gains on the table. So what functional training is, is doing exercises that will be able to, you can perform in regular routines in life. So if I'm going to tell my mom who's 74 to squat and she barbell squats, she deadlifts, if she's going to pick up a box, she has to physically squat, push her hips back and pick up. If she's going to do a lunge, which she would do in a regular routine, there's a pushing and pulling. So you're pushing um, in a vertical position. Yeah. And then you're pushing in horizontal position. Then you're pulling in this position horizontal and you're pulling. The human body, the skeleton needs to be anatomically balanced. And the problem is everyone focuses on mere muscles, chest, shoulders, arms, the front. So in our population, if people are training, A, number one, if you guys are listening, guys and girls, one, train your posterior side 55%, maybe 60% more than your anterior. Because from trapezius, back muscles, lats, lower back, glutes, hamstrings, all those muscles support you to stay up and arched. And when you look at someone... When I walk in offices, you see people hunched over oh, on a laptop, yeah, yeah. then they stand up and they're hunched over. They don't train their posterior chain, okay? First and foremost. Secondly, your workouts have to, and you can see the pictures over here. There's a, there's a plank, there's a push, there's a pull. There's a guy in the TRX. Yep. There's rotational movements. Our bodies, God made our bodies to twist. So if your workouts are all on a machine and it's all in one plane of motion, you're never gonna be balanced. You work out in a gym, you use machines, 
You go play soccer with your boy, you go to pick up a ball, you twist your back. Why? You don't do twisting rotational movements. So the order is going to be a squat lunge, then you have your push pull, vertical and horizontal, then you have a hip hinge and a deadlift. To me, this is the most superior one. I even think this is better than squats because if you look at seniors, the reason why when you go to seniors home, they have the toilets that are really, really elevated, they cannot hinge. They can't push their hips back and sit in the toilet and they usually fall and break their hips. So if we're not used to hinging, we're never going to be able to do that movement. Then you have heavy carry. So actually, hang on a sec. Just for people that don't know, hip hinge deadlift is the actual movement. You want to show that? Can you yeah, show man, that? Yeah, man, let me show that right I just now. Want to, so everyone could see what that actual movement is. So from this position, I'm literally pushing my hips back, and I'm stopping my chest right at my I got it. Okay. And then you've got a bar and start with a bar, start with a bar and a plate, start with whatever you start can with, and that's it. But that movement is critical as you get older. Number one movement. And, yeah. and we, we always, we do a hip hinge clinic, we call it in the studio where when we do a, um, a movement screening, a movement screening is, is one of the most important things you can get from a coach. Again, where they'll assess your body and they'll do certain movements to see, do you have shoulder mobility, hip mobility, knee mobility. And if your shoulders are tight and your back is tight, you're joining my club or you're buying my online program, I first want to fix the dysfunction, then train you. And people skip that step. They go right into bench press, lifting weights, training. So their muscles are getting tighter, stronger. And again, the dysfunction gets worse. So you got to fix the dysfunction. You want to fix the cause and not the problem. It's exactly wanna... like construction, bro. Yeah. You're going to come in here and you want to put another level. You got to see the framing can it can it support is there supporting beams that supporting beam is weak okay let's restructure that then let's put three four levels i was just with rob rosati at dry mutter and uh he actually took me up on his uh on a plane and he let me fly for a bit around the city which was great and nice. he's a pilot and it's actually fascinating that he's a mutter and he's also a pilot and we got talking and it was funny as soon as i got to his place and he got into his truck he's like oh my shoulder a shoulder and i'm like yeah he's a mutter he's always holding the hawk and he's doing a knife and he's always doing that same movement so it's over always and over. anterior exactly right so there's a dysfunction there yeah. and he needs to be doing atwi simple as that you sit down your hands to the side externally rotate there's your a that's your t this is your w yeah. this is your y simple movements like that can help you it's called spine hygiene then you have heavy carries i don't care if you're a woman pregnant woman senior female or you're an 82-year-old male, we need to be carrying heavy objects. It engages... Balance, both hands? Uh, both hands is going to be easier. Now, when you start lifting the weights above the waistline, you get more thoracic engagement. Okay. Now, if I take... Uh, if I walk, if I do farmer carries and I hold two dumbbells and I walk slowly with you and I tell you to move slowly, you're going to engage your whole body. If I tell you to hold them right here, it's going to be even harder. Now, if you press it overhead, like in CrossFit movements, and you walk... That's engaging the entire body to have a heavier level. Rotational movements and then gait. Your gait is your easy one, walking, running, sprinting. Everyone should be able to try to sprint once in a while. So when you talk about workouts and muscle groups, A, this is the beginner, which is the functional training portion. Um, I don't know if we have another, another slide to show. Let me double check here. There you go. So you got your squat, hinge, lunge, gait, rotation, push, and pull. And then muscle groups... The squat is going to be your glutes, quads, and hamstrings, the biggest areas. Why? Sitting down to eat lunch, standing up when you're done. Your hinges, your glutes, and hamstrings. Look at your lunge, glutes, hamstrings, quads. Look at your gait. Every, pretty much the, the one, two, three. The first four all include legs. Yeah. And people don't train their legs. They leave them. 
They just think that it's all about chest and arms. And, and then they worry why they have low back pain. Yeah. Well, your body, your, your trunk connects into your thighs. Yeah. So if you're not going to be able to use that, you're going to have a trouble doing the movement. So more than half, more than half of your obligations. Legs. Legs. And then I would go to back. But the problem with the legs is that everyone starts and all of a sudden it's it's harder and it hurts and they're constantly lower the doing, weight. I know. Go body weight. Just start. There's 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 a gentleman that reached out to me on Instagram and, and I'm hoping to work with him and hopefully if he's listening, I'm gonna help you out. I'm not gonna mention his name, but really really big gentleman, endomorphic, and I watched some of his videos and he's lifting heavy weight. And if I was training him or if he's under my guidance, I would strip that weight in half, unless you want to become a powerlifter. I would strip it in half, and then I would cut that in half as well, and I would have them perform the same movements, but full range of motion. Because the problem with people is they forget that muscles only get stronger when they stretch. So when you stretch a muscle and you put load in it, when you put a, a rock in my hand, and now I'm stretched out, as I contract, I'm putting pressure on the muscle, and then as I go the eccentric phase, I'm lengthening the muscle with load. So the body goes, okay, we gotta get stronger. And if you're not performing movements, full range of motion that's where you get injured okay so it's funny that you go from the quads to the oblique so you go from the base base up to the core core and then upper body and then upper body and again arms like if if you're looking at fat loss but hang on a sec so coach steve so the yeah. idea is that when you're starting with the legs are you not also already causing an effect in your upper body of course because if you're if you're lunging you're hitting obliques yes back stability muscles ankle if you're squatting especially squatting with weight you're keeping your spine straight, so the whole body's being worked, the whole core. You can have someone that's a bodybuilder and a powerlifter, and you can have a core person that does carb car, core every day. The bodybuilder or the powerlifter have got nine times more strength than the man or female who do side obliques every day. Yeah. Because holding big, heavy objects supports the frame. Sorry, I interrupted you. No worries. You're, so you're going off to push and pull, right? So now it's the upper body. So now you have upper body, but then you got to remember, like when you see push there, you notice how triceps and biceps are like only one cent there. Yeah. There's pecs, delts. Your arms are secondary movements, movers. So when people come and they want to lose fat or they want to gain weight and we give them our program design, we tell them legs, chest, back. Especially like if you were a skinny guy that wants to get big, I would say legs, chest, back for two months, no arms. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, listen to me. No way, man. You're the wrong coach. Okay, go and do chest and biceps or go do an arm day and waste your time or do legs, chest, and back in one workout. So you pick one movement, squat, bent over row, and incline bench press. You do six sets of each. If you're an ectomorph, you want to go low repetition, six to eight reps. You want to go two minutes of rest. You want to fuel yourself up, and that's going to be the best program. But if you said, Dimitri, I'm 250 pounds overweight, no problem. Legs, chest, back. And then I'm going to add in a core, and then core, some kind of rotation, and then a metabolic movement. So same principle. Forget arms, because when you're doing push-ups, your triceps are working and your shoulders are working. When you're doing a deadlift or a bent over row or pull up, your buys and forearms are working. So when you want to throw arms in, you can, but if those are sculpting muscles and your goal is either 10, 15 pounds of weight gain or 20 pounds of weight loss, arms can come last in terms of muscle groups. That's how I would set it up. And then the next slide, if you hit that one, that's going to be the primal movement patterns. Um, 
You guys have that one? There yeah, you go. Right so there. I have to put a little funny picture there. The caveman squatted to well, go poo. I, I know those guys. There you go. He's carrying his, his, his animal over his back. He's lunging over a, of a piece of wood. He's, he's doing his deadlift to pick up some, some animal there. He's throwing something. He's twisting his body. He's pulling. This comes back to how we started prehistoric. And if someone's going to say to me, well, do you believe in this? We're not talking about religion here. We're talking about the human species. When you're looking at ancient Roman Greek days, the sculptures. Physical, man. They were, and I just, I was in, in Italy, and, and when you're looking at the sculptures and what they built, everything was muscular, lean, because yeah. back in those days, they were moving around. Today, we're a, we're a sedentary creature. It's crazy how much we sit. Now, we're going to go into breathing Okay, breathing or, or, or proper technique we have here. So proper technique is important. If you don't know how to do something, you can Google, you can go online. The best thing to do is, is record yourself. People forget, and the first thing they do is, I'm going to go watch a Google video. I'm going to go watch this guy. Why don't you just record yourself doing the movement and then give it to someone who knows a little bit more than you. So if someone recorded their squat and their deadlift, they sent it to me. Or even clients that we do online coaching with. If they're overseas, I can't see them. I, I deal with them on Zoom. They'll record their squat, whatever. I'll look at it. And then right away, okay, when you're squatting, push your hips back and open your knees. Boom, you correct it. When you're doing your push-up, go chest to the floor. If you're doing a pull-up, make sure your chin comes at the top and retract your shoulders back. So proper technique is super important. Proper breathing is important too. Why is it important to have chest to the floor when you're doing a push-up? Because especially for women, if women are listening here, the, the pectoralis major stretches all the way down to here. It's the stretching part. That's yeah, the man, key because why you should go right to the floor. Yeah, every muscle needs full range because if... if you're cheating yourself. 100%. If this microphone is, is the quadricep, and every time I squat, I come down partial. And I don't go lower because, you know, it's my, my back bends or it's too heavy. Okay, drop the bloody weight, leave your ego at home, go all the way down. Now I'm hitting 100% of efficiency on that muscle belly. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting active in myosin fibers down to the, to the finest uh, amount on a microscopic level fully. Now you add time and tension to this, five years of improper training, and then one day you go to squat to pick something up, Boom, you pull something, you get injured. Hello. So this is why happen. people need to understand that technique is important. Breathing is important. When you're lowering any muscle group from a, from a, of a chest phase, a squat phase, you're going to always inhale as you lower the weight and you exhale when you're putting up pressure. It's like if I'm punching. So take me to um, preparing. So take me to how should people mindset physical, how should they be before they start training, while they're training, and what they should do to kind of come down from training on a daily basis. One, the pre-setup. When I was competing and I was in my phase where you could a bomb could blow up in the gym, I wouldn't pay attention. Hat, because I like distraction. Focus. Focus. People talk to me. I have serious attention problems. Hat for those people who want to be private. Earphones right away. If you go into the gym and you want to fall in love with the workout as much as you fall in love with your wife, music. Okay, music program. If you don't get a program you're following, you're just you're following as you go. It's the wrong way to do it. Have a bloody program. I don't care if it's something that is is not the greatest. You're following a program with structure. Now on, on music, sorry, on music. Yep. When you're getting that craving in the middle of the night or whatever at late at night, yeah, and you want to go grab something that's bad, but you want to kind of keep yourself occupied. Mm -hmm. Make your playlist, man. 
Yeah. Come up with your playlist. 100%. Go through your calendar. Go through your 100%. library and figure out your playlist for the next day's workout and go, you know what? I'm going to start with this track. I'm going to end with this track. And, and this track in the middle is going to get me over that hump. And I'll tell you that the, the, um, the progression of that. When I used to train back in the days, it was always heavy metal, rock, angry music. I wanted to just be How hardcore. How did you train with a ghetto blaster? Oh, Back in the day, we had we had the, the Walkman, bro. Remember the Walkman? I have one. My man. kids are listening. They I have no clue what a Walkman is. Oh man! Back in the days, we had a Walkman. We had a VH cassette. Then, then we then we evolved to Disman. Yeah, Disman. Then we had the Disman, right? And then when you jump, you jump in jacks. The Disman would skip. It skip. You have to buy the Disman with the anti-skip. But so you guys have it easy today, man. It's just playlists. Hundred percent. It it's all Spotify today. But I my training has changed. I'm 44 now. I need to look at my, my day with efficiency. So now when I train, I listen to podcasts, which is weird. I listen to successful businessmen, businesswomen, entrepreneurs. So those words motivate you to train? Because while I'm training, I'm being fed positivity. I'm being fed a story of someone that lost their business, came back. I'm being fed the secrets to an entrepreneur who's telling thousands of listeners what he does in his morning routine, and he's worth a billion dollars. So why not me sit there and what I'm training? Now, I have the structure. I have the determination, the confidence. I can squat max weight while I'm listening to, to Bedros Cooley and talk about something. So there's an evolution. But in the beginning, if you feel that listening to a podcast will throw you off, get some music in there. Something that, that'll pump you up, right? Um, now, good thing you said the pre-workout part. A lot of people injure themselves because they're stretching or they're doing their warm-ups wrong. A warm-up does not mean hop on a treadmill five minutes, then go do lunges no, and push-ups. No, no, no. A warm-up is a dynamic movement preparation or usually do four minutes of a high-intensity exercise to elevate your heart rate, elevate your body temperature, get your brain kicking serotonin, dopamine, get your synovial fluid pumping in the joints because as we get older, we have less synovial fluid to get your body in a hot state. Now the muscles are warm. Now is where you go and get a foam roller and you do self-myofascial release. You want to you break up all the tightness in the muscles. You want to activate really deep inside the low back, the glutes, the quads. If I had a masseuse sit there and for five minutes get her fingers right into my quads and then I went to squat, while I'm squatting and I'm going down to the low base, when the body's saying, I need activation, because of that massage, everything was, was, was touched, was squeezed. The muscles are ready to go. They're activated versus you coming in, doing treadmill five minutes, and then going squatting. It's not going to work. So You may even hurt yourself. Yeah. So there's movement preparation exercises, which would work on increasing the mobility and also working on light movement. So a few push-ups, a few leg swings, a few lying on your back, some pelvic thrusts to work out. It's basically doing... One exercise for eight to 10 reps for each body part. Okay. So if I have a band, I'm going to sit there with a band and I'm going to do some retraction movements for 10 reps. I'll do 10 push-ups. Then I'll do 10 squats, 10 lunges, 10 pelvic thrusts, something for my biceps, triceps. That way they're already primed. Then I'll go to the exercise and I'll do my one or two warm sets and then go into it. Because people don't understand that if I'm not warming up my knee and my hip joint when I go to do a lunge, it's, it's, you're more prone to getting injured. And if you add load to the body, it's even worse because now the body's trying to hold this weight, go full range of motion and, and go to high intensities. And plus you won't be able to get 
the maximum of what you're trying to achieve. So if you want to no. get a gain and you haven't prepped your body properly for that gain, mm -hmm. you won't be able to go that little bit extra that will actually stretch out the muscle, which will give you a little bit more gain and you start growing at that point. And this is where like even a guy like you saying, you know what? I'm pumped up. I saw Dimitri today. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to bench a little bit more today or I'm going to squat a little bit more. But if you didn't do a proper dynamic warm-up and, and, and increase the, 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 the range of degree in your ankles, you'll hurt your back. Yeah. Because if your ankles don't have as much range of motion mobility and your hips, well, when you're squatting, if the bone, if my wrist can't go beyond, beyond this range and I'm stuck here, when I load this, I'm going to injure something. Yep. So it's much better to follow a dynamic movement preparation. And then when you're done, that's where you will do static stretching. Ballistic stretching is if I'm going to warm up my chest, I'm going to open my arms back and forth. I'm going to swing my shoulders. I'm going to swing my leg holding onto a wall. I'm going to do some movement to get the movement to increase the range of motion, but also to warm it up. At the end of the workout, that's where I want to sit there and put my arm on the wall and just sit for 60 seconds stretch and put mo motion into it. Yeah. And I see people doing it the other way around. They go into the gym and they'll just start with static stretching. You will tear your muscles that way. Because, or they, they stretch in between the workout, which is the dumbest thing to do because they're used to hold it. They're doing a set of chest press or back and they're stretching the chest. So what you're doing is you're telling the brain, okay, Golgi tendon fibers, they're like bouncers. So if this was my muscle, there's a, there's a insertion in origin and there's two little, like, um, two little protectors in, in, in the area. And they're like, you know what? When you try to go beyond the range, I'm stopping you. When you try to go beyond, I'm stopping you. So if you're in set and you're training, and then you go stretch, you're telling the brain, okay, we should be relaxed now and stretch. Okay, well, let's stretch and let's relax the body. Then you go do a heavy set of a movement, boom, you get injured. So static is always at the end. And static should be done to calm music where you can hold for 30 to 60 seconds. Because think about it. You just destroyed your body in the gym. You're done. Your muscles are really, really warm. And then you just go take a shower and go home. So they get cold and they never had a chance to really sit there, open up and remove the lactic acid, get oxygen and blood into the area, increase range of motion, teach the brain and the Golgi tendon fibers. Okay, you know what? It's okay to go a millimeter more this week, next week, a little bit more. So over a month or two, you get like, you know, a half a centimeter of increased range of motion. So how much time should you be giving yourself to train? To, tra to prep yourself yep. and then also the, the post. The movement prep should take no longer than 10 minutes total. That's it. Same as a regular warm-up, but okay. the difference is four minutes of intensity. So if you had a ball, you slam the ball in different directions. I'm going to slam the ball forward, slam it against the wall. I'm going to do some step-ups on the ball or skipping rope or rowing. Once the body's hot, then go do dynamic moon prep. And it's literally eight repetitions of either sideline book openers, you know, frog squats, some kind of movement to get the range of motion going, especially um, with bands. Those thin little red bands, before you do any squat, any deadlift, any movement that requires you to be arched, you should be really retracting your back so your brain is thinking, okay, Manny's doing a retraction, let's all hold together. That's what he's telling us to do. So then as soon as you sit down for the deadlift and you got to lift heavy weight, your back saying, okay, well, he just told us to be retracted. I'm going to stay there versus not doing it and then trying to brace and hold your body yeah, straight. Yeah. 
I want to I want to wrap up this show because we've talked so much about basically the body and coaching and everything like that. Yeah. But I just want to talk. I mean, we can't really design a routine because every body, every body body type is different. Remember, different. That's ectomorphic, why. mesomorphic, and endomorphic body types. Different. It's an assessment. You have to take accountability and assess the body, assess the person, yep. and at that point, you can actually tell them. Here's your daily, here's your weekly, here's yep. your monthly, here are your goals. But to give the viewers some some nuggets, metabolic workouts are what men should be doing after 40. Even women. Metabolic workout means putting big compound exercises back to back. So a squat, a push-up, a kettlebell swing, a one-arm row, and some jumping jacks. You put four or five movements back to back and you do a 30-minute workout of one, two, three, four, 90 seconds rest. One, two, three, four, 90 seconds rest. You do that five times, go take a shower, go home. You'll get far more central nervous activation, testicular production, muscle activation, cardiovascular activation, um, cellular respiration. Everything will increase more because it's attacking the body. And then even the epoch effect where you have the excess post-oxygen consumption. At the, when you're done your workout for 24 hours, your body's like dying, it needs oxygen. If you are trying to build muscle and you're a skinny person, an ectomorph like myself, that's where you want to space things out and you want to take your time and your rest. So you'll go legs, chest, back, but you won't superset because you can't be doing back, all these different movements back to back. Big set of legs, 90 seconds of two minutes rest. Big set of chest, 90 seconds. Big set of back. Or you can go legs, 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 chest, 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 back, back, back. And in terms of time frame, to wrap up, the more weight you want to lose, the more intense the workout should be, and you should split it with a metabolic portion and then some kind of finisher. So if you were training with me, I'd give you 35, 45 minutes maximum and then 10 minutes of something crazy intense cardio because an hour workout plus a half an hour cardio is an hour and a half workout. So you haven't eaten an hour and a half. That's a long time. You probably didn't eat well beforehand. So that's maybe two, three hours. So you're stripping the body of its need and then it's needing replenishment. You're not giving it to it. So the body goes, you know what? Screw you. Slow down the metabolism. Let's hold on to what we got. Let's gain more weight. It's good, man. It's good. Packed it in there. We let's packed pack it, it in, in, brother. All right, so let's wrap up this one. Yeah, man. On our next show, we want to talk everything to do with food. You got it. Because what we put inside this body yep. is, is incredibly important, man. A hundred percent. And remember, important. guys, if you're stuck or you're not sure and you have questions, the one thing I want to tell people and the viewers is don't be afraid to ask a professional for a phone call for some kind of a, if they're offering a free consultation, take it. I take it when I talk to business mentors. The worst thing you can do is live with regret. Yes. Where one of my clients that, that recently signed up with me said, man, it's been six months that I've been wanting to call you and I finally decided to make the phone call and now I'm getting crazy results. And I'm like, well, why don't you just pick up the phone earlier? <laughs> I was nervous. So don't be nervous. The worst thing you can do is live with regret, take action, you know, make a phone call, get some help, get some advice. And then if it's not working, you can make changes from there. All the contact information, let me we just, we'll just share it on our Yeah, best show. way to find me is uh, d at Dimitri Giancoulis on Instagram. If you want to uh, if you want to see some really cool stuff on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, Dimitri Giancoulis on YouTube. Spell Giancoulis. G-I-A-N-K-O-U-L-A-S. You can also reach me on Facebook. But um, there's if, if, if you message me today or whenever you hear this, said, hey, heard you on Manny's podcast. I'd love to set up a free discovery call or strategy call. I'll give you 15 minutes of my time. 
15 minutes of my time, guys, is nothing. Because whether you decide to come on board and get a program or not, if I can inspire you to make change, you may tell three, four people about what I helped you with, and then they may become members and get help. Thanks, Dimitri. Thanks so much, man. We are out here for this one and getting ready for the next one, man.